Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash pkmncast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 165th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have Travis. In about a week and a half, I'm going to be graduating from college, and thinking about that has made me realize that while we talk all the time in, you know, the pokey sphere about how strange it is that in the Pokemon world, they let... 10-year-olds loose on adventures with Pokemon. But what I've come to realize is that while that is extremely extremely ridiculous, what is even more, I would argue, dangerous is the fact that they give out certificates to people my age uh, saying that, that certify that we are experts in our field and that is laughable and dangerous. <laughs> More so than is allowing a ten-year-old to go on a Pokemon adventure. You're you're probably not wrong in any aspect of that. I mean, did I sound like I was joking? <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like the same thought process of deciding the rest of your life while you're like 15 years old in high school. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want to be doing for the rest of your life? You've only been on this planet for 15 years, but here you're you about go. to des- describe the you're about to decide the next I don't know four times that amount. No, I didn't do the math. It's probably more than that. What is four times fifteen? Uh, That's you'd be seventy-five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not making it to seventy-five. Oh, have you made this? Is this a decision <laughs> or like just a result of your lifestyle? It's probably the result of my lifestyle. <laughs> The countless- Remember when that thing was going around the internet where it's like you input whether or not, it's like, do you smoke? Um, what is your diet? And it's like, according to uh, national averages and the data you inputted, you inputted? In- <laughs> that you impat, uh, you will perish on the date of September the 3rd in 20... 20- do you remember that thing? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a thing. I think I said I, th- I think it said I, l- I would live to like ninety something because I don't smoke or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but what do they know? You uh, didn't tell them how much time you spend playing board games or drinking Dr Pepper. Was, That's a big one. <laughs> there's no field for that. No. Uh, welcome uh, to it's super effective. If you are a new listener, welcome. I think this is our first episode since the server move that we did i mean technically 164 was a part of that server move but that was already recorded before that so i want to first thank everyone for their patience in that i know it delayed some episodes 
might have blown up your iPod or Android phone or iPhone of like, hey, re-download all these episodes. But that was the only way I could do it without actually losing the <laughs> reviews in iTunes. We have over 400 reviews in iTunes. A couple ways to listen to us now. Stitcher Radio, iTunes Radio. Um, iTunes Radio. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said iTunes Radio. Uh, and uh, the latest one is SoundCloud. So you can listen to us right on SoundCloud. You can follow us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud has an option to directly download podcasts uh, right from there. Also, you can comment on certain parts of the episode. You can also like episodes if you want to go back. So SoundCloud's pretty cool, and it fixes a problem of like manually adding the episodes to the website because SoundCloud does that automatically. Mm. And SoundCloud also gives me proper tracking of how many people are actually listening to the show, uh, where our, the prior server didn't, and I only had estimates. And uh, my estimates matched the uh, SoundCloud facts here, so that's, uh, that's good. So I appreciate everyone listening. And uh, however you listen to us, that's obviously you're listening to us now, so you found a way. But there are a couple other options uh, if you needed them. <laughs> um, uh, before we dive into news, I usually ask, this the new thing is we ask what we did over the weekend. I went to Midwest Gaming Classic. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, Travis, how was your weekend? I mean... Did you miss the part where I said I'm graduating in a week and a half? I am, I am just doing final projects, writing papers. Did I do anything else? Is I don't it? think so. The week before, I played D and D, but but mostly just doing work. Is it more critical or less critical that Hearthstone just came out on Android? Oh, you mean and- you mean the Black Rock Mountain adventure, the Black Rock Mountain solo adventure, um, which I definitely did not play through all of the released wings despite having a whole bunch of a whole, a whole bunch of work yes i know of this <laughs> i know of this expansion priorities man <laughs> yeah no um i didn't even have that much time for for harding stones that's fair that's fair well i spent my entire weekend at the midwest gaming classic uh fifth year um, but we'll get to that in the middle seg- uh, segment of the show because there's a lot of Pokemon-related stuff. I guess a lot of Pokemon-related stuff is a pretty low-key show, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, let's just jump right into Pokemon news for you guys. I didn't lay out the show, so we got some news for you. We then will do a break, Midwest Gaming Classic stuff, and then we have both Item of the Week and Pokemon of the Week for you guys. And when I told Travis what our Pokemon of the Week was, he was like, oh my god, we actually have a decent competitive Pokemon this week. <laughs> I, I don't think I added the adjective competitive because I wouldn't I would <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it's at least one where <laughs> where someone might feasibly put it on it. Someone might have the idea of putting it on a team. <laughs> mm, we can make it work though. Oh yeah, totally. We can make it work. Alright, so First bit of uh, news is, since the last podcast, Pokemon Rumble World has hit the eShop. It is a free-to-play game. Very Pokemon Rumble world E. Travis, I think you were the big fan of the 3DS version. Yeah, what one was that? Super Pokemon Rumble or, or something along those lines, I think it was called. I I really enjoyed that game. I would not in any way say that it's a game that is brimming with with depth of content but 
um, in terms of like, I guess by depth, I mean variety. It is mostly, uh, as the common criticism of that spinoff series, the common criticism of that spinoff series is that um, it's basically mashing the A button and walking up to Pokemon. Um, and that is correct. Um, <laughs> but the the array of visuals in front of my face that that reward that mashing of the A button by showing me shiny pictures and, and higher numbers uh, is, is still enjoyable in um, sort of a Skinner box fashion. Um, I, think, I think it's very fun to collect all the toy Pokemon, and, and I really like the aesthetic of, the, of those games. Yeah, yeah, this is the first Pokemon game that you can use your Mii in. And this is also the first Pokemon Rumble game where you could get all 719 Pokemon as well. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of it, but uh, I'll save save my impressions for probably next week's episode. I've only put about an hour or two in, and uh, I, I, I doubt that you've been playing with exams. And I have not, but no. Yeah, and I know, uh, I know Will has been playing too, so we'll get some more opinions on that. Uh, if you haven't started playing, uh, like I, like I said, it's free. I've played for about two hours, and I haven't hit uh, any sort of paywall. No, it n- never told me that I need to pay or I should pay, so I played two hours straight without it seemed like a normal game. Uh, with that being said, once you get to level four, which should only take you about 15 minutes, you can enter the following passwords to get uh, two free Pokemon. So if you want a Pan Cham, you're going to want to enter one eight. Two nine four three one nine, and uh, if uh, if you need those codes written down for you, they're on PokemonPodcast.com. You can grab them right there. Uh, you can also get a Smeargle if you enter one eight zero one four four zero one. This podcast has just evolved into one of those super spy number station things. We actually like hit a secret code in those numbers. Yeah. Gonna decipher them. Uh, so you have to hit rank four to access the the code database. I'm not sure why. Probably because these these two Pokemon are probably the strongest Pokemon you'll have for a while. Uh, but like I said, it only takes like 15 minutes to get to level four. And uh, yeah, that's uh, two free Pokemon for you for Pokemon Rumble World. Some other news here is Pokemon the movie. Hoopa and the Clash of Clans. Oh, sorry, Clash of Ages. I was going to say, isn't Clash of Clans that that um, that like a free to play Facebook game or yeah, something, yeah. a mobile game? Yeah, that was intentional. That was trying to be funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, Clash of Ages. You're you're just on a comedic level that's above my head, Steve. Someday the world will be ready, but, but not quite yet. That we'll be on parallel track soon. Um, so the uh, new Pokemon movie has been an announced. Seventy-minute-long adventure with your favorites Ash, Pikachu, and their friends uh, to a desert city by the sea. Here they are going to meet uh, the mythical Pokemon Hoopa, which has the ability to summon things, including people and Pokemon, through its magic rings. I wish I had the ability to summon things. <laughs> that is that is a power that, when put into words, sounds so unimpressive, but when analyzed is probably the most terrifying ability a thing can have. 
the ability to summon things. People or Pokemon. Probably more, probably more than that. Uh, things, generally. Things. Just things. Have, have you seen the trailer at all? I have not. There's a there's a lot of backlash for the trailer that Hoopa's voice is very phoned in, very uh, unimpressive. Oh, beautiful. Could you imagine that this is a Pokemon movie and they phoned in something? <laughs> that is beyond comprehension. <laughs> They're always <laughs> they these <laughs> these so-called fans. No, I'm not gonna get that angry. Um, I feel like people are often very strangely critical of the voice acting for whatever the legendary Pokemon in the movie is. That was the same thing when uh, Mewtwo's voice actor was a woman in that that newer Mewtwo movie. But, I mean, maybe this voice actor is legitimately phoning it in, but it seems like people are more picky about the the main legendary's voice actor than than anything else, which is strange to me. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of saw it uh, bubbling up on Twitter, and I watched the trailer. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's on PokemonPodcast.com. Before Ash is... I'm Hoopa! Hiya, my name's Ash! Pecan. But uh, I watched the trailer, and I was like, yeah, everyone's kind of right. And then I kind of went back, and I watched the Keldeo trailer, and it was like, well, yeah, this is definitely worse than that. Keldeo's voice <laughs> was, was, I don't know, very, like small boy like mm-hmm. little brother kind of voice yeah i don't i'm not sure and maybe maybe it was just the video was stuttering or things weren't lined up yeah. cuz it was a trailer but it like the the voice coming out of hoopa's mouth did not match the animation or the movement uh, mm. so i i don't think that helped at all yeah but this is this is the uh next upcoming movie uh, obviously, I, I believe Japan has already had it, but uh, it's it's coming, and that has to do with. Um, I didn't include this in news, but I just thought of it now that they're going to be playing this movie in select theaters, and if you get a ticket to that, you can redeem a code to get one of six legendary Pokemon to download. Hmm. I don't have all the details on that, so we'll we'll get to that. The code is nine. Four nine nine six three seven four. <laughs> Following the how weird would it be if I was right? That would if be that random string of numbers ended up being correct. That that would be amazing. I have to I have to I have to find that chart of the list of Pokemon because I I don't know if they had exclusive moves, but they all came with items. I know somebody came with a life oh, orb. Well, somebody came with a choice scarf. Some uh, good items. The, the who you just need it for the items. Screw the Pokemon. Yeah. Following following the hoopla the hoopla the hoopa movie news. Hoopla hoopla hoopla. Following the hoopa movie news, the they showed the other form of hoopa. Uh, so uh, hoopa unbound. Yeah, unbound. So hoopa is the seven hundred and twentieth Pokemon because technically uh, it just got announced. So now we're up to 720, and Hoopa can change form just like pretty much every legendary Pokemon that isn't first or second gen nowadays. Hoopa Unbound is the new and truest form of Hoopa. The new true blue Hoopla. (laughs) The rings Hoopa Unbound carries have the power to bend dimensions and are said to allow it to seize anything 
in the world. <laughs> this <laughs> no su- summoning things was bad enough. Now it can what is it seize anything? Seize anything. I I'm just saying. I think. I think I think Hoopa's one to be afraid of. <laughs> After its transformation, Hoopa Unbound is far larger than it's than it was in previous form, with six huge arms and a greater number of its signature dimension bending rings. Those rings are trademarked. Are they really? Yeah, probably not. But I mean, oh, I thought that was a real TM, TM, a real technical machine. Signature dimension bending rings could be trademarked. This is pretty. I don't know if it's interesting, but some Hoopa Unbound stats here. Category of the Dingen Pokemon. Uh, it is Psychic and Dark. Do we have any of those yet? I believe that is the only one. Not Spirit Tomb? No, he's just Dark. Uh, ghost ghost dark. dark. Psychic Dark, height 21 feet, weight uh, 1,080 pounds, and the ability is Magician. I believe that is a Hoopa exclusive ability. No, I think there. I think that is the hidden ability for um, Alakazam. Oh gosh, it's it's on the tip of my tongue. What what Pokemon has it? It's the final evolution of Fennekin. I didn't. I know. Oh, uh, Del- Delphox. I think that's the hidden ability of Delphox. Let's see how on point I am. Yeah, I just, uh, it has something to do with held items, if I recall. Yeah. I just pulled it up. Uh, in battle, when a Pokemon with Magician hits another Pokemon with a move, it steals the held item that that Pokemon, the held item of the Pokemon that it hit. Future Sight and Doom's de- Desire do not activate the ability. It cannot steal Grisius Orbs from... Grisius Orb is... Um, Giratina? Yeah, Giratina's item. It cannot steal a plate from a Pokemon with Multi-Type. It cannot steal a drive from Genesect, or it cannot steal a Megastone. I was correct that Delphox also has that ability, and the um, Fennekin line is the only other line to have that, and even so, it's the hidden ability. So Yeah, uh, uh, the Bubblepedia article says that Clefkey's, oh, it's also Clefkey's hidden ability. Oh, that is, yep, yep. So we have just six Pokemon know it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that the Hoopa is normally Psychic Ghost, and when it um, yeah changes form, it's Psychic Dark. I looked it up. The Psychic Ghost typing of Hoopa Confined, which is the, I guess you would say the normal form. The Psychic Ghost typing there is a unique type co- type combination. Although Psychic Dark, uh, which I previously said I thought there weren't any, uh, Inke and Malamar both have that same typing. Oh, yes. And so does... Oh, wait. No, that's it. So does Bryson Man, the Pokestar Studio opponent. <laughs> Finally. Thanks, Bulbapedia. Bulbapedia on top of news. Well, I think... Well, I mean, 720 Pokemon later, you gotta have... Every type must have... Well, it'd be curious of what types I haven't been mixed with any other... You haven't I, I would guess a lot of the ghost combinations are not. Ghost fairy is not. Ghost normal. Like there's no bug ice. That's correct. Bug fire. What? No. Oh, bug, bug ice fire. would be such a terrible defensive type. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is bug fire, right? That is correct. Yeah. 
Shed Ninja is Ghost Ghost Bug or Bug Ghost. I forget which is the order, but yeah. All right, be good to see. I've been a lot of fire. Like fire water is not a combination that exists. Fire electric. Uh, isn't fire water coming with that uh, volcano legend? That is, Pokemon? yeah, volcanion. Yeah. So I guess we have more than seven hundred twenty. They're just not officially added. Right. What was it? Was there a third one, or was that already announced? Hmm. I don't remember. I think. Oh yeah, I think Hoopa and Volcanion are the only new legendaries. I think at the same time they also leaked. The megas for oh, Latios yeah. and Latias. I think that's that is what we might be can thinking. You, can you believe that was before Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? Yeah, like everyone was like, "This is this is Hoopa's coming." Ruby Quickly. Ruby Sapphire confirmed because Mega Latios like Latias. Yeah, they were right. Yeah, they were right. A little bit more uh, news shifting gears here. If you love your Pokemon Shuffle, uh, like I do. There are new main stages, expert stages, and a Grodon special stage added to Pokemon Shuffle this past Monday. So for us recording on a Tuesday, that was yesterday. Patch 1.1.9. So the last stage that you could play up to was 166, which I believe was Melodic. It now goes up to stage 180. And... To access the first of these stages, you must complete the 165 main stages. Yep. Uh, if you S rank enough stages, you can now get Genesect to unlock to battle him. So Genesect comes after Mewtwo, and I believe you need to S rank 150 of those stages in order to unlock Mewtwo. And then Groudon was added, and Groudon will be available until April 27th. How often do they add these stages to the the Pokey Shuffles? Uh, this was the second time they added okay. stages. So the game's been out, what, two months? So like once a month? That's cool. It seems like, yeah. The Pokemon Shuffles, I don't know, you, you have, have you played it at all? I have not. Um, it's pretty, it's, I, I like it a lot. I've put 30 hours in. Uh, hmm. And and how long, how big of a chunk is that 20 or so new New stages, like how long does the stage take? Uh, it depends on how hard it is. Yeah, because um, some some they make really easy and some they make hard. But sometimes the easy ones are really hard to S rank. Oh, okay. So that's kind of the trade off. So I started playing Pokemon Shuffle what, two podcasts ago, maybe three podcasts ago, and I just got to one sixty five last week. Okay, that was like. That was at least playing 15 games a day for two weeks straight to get to 165. Yeah. And I've only completed about six of the stages, of the new stages, and I'm, I'm like, stuck on, I, th- I think it's, like, Timber or something. Mm-hmm. What they'll do is they'll, they'll do a couple easy ones, and then they'll do a really hard one. So either you have to, like, grind your Pokemon, or you have to spend... The coins to like boost an item or an ability before you go into the match. And Wait, can, so there's so you actually need to. I assumed it was just you solved the puzzle and you moved on. There's actually like leveling of Pokemon that happens. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I did a little research. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, Pokemon Shuffle is just Candy Crush." 
uh, and it's not. It's actually based off of uh, Puzzles and Dragons, which oh, okay. ironically uh, yeah. is coming out on the 3DS at the yeah. end of this month. So when you catch a Pokemon, it's level one, and so let's just do basic math. Let's just say you have an Esper. He does 20 damage. When you're versing something weak against Psychic, you'll do 20 damage per a match three. Mm-hmm. But if, if he was level... And if, so if it's super effective, it's times two. So just 40 damage instead yeah. of 20. So if he's level two, he'll do 23 damage. And That's then cool. 23 damage times two. For those keeping track at home, that would be 46. <laughs> Learning some math. That's actually cool. It makes me more interested in playing that game than I had been prior. Yeah. So you can, you can, so you get, uh, Five hearts, max, and then every time you do a stage, in 30 minutes, you'll get a heart back. And then every day, there's a different, like, day-only exclusive Pokemon. So when I first started playing, there were Rotoms, like, different forms of Rotoms that you could catch daily. And now those are gone, and now they are rotating. The last two weeks have been um, the same five Pokemon, so you pretty much have, a, ha- have only had two chances to catch them. Mm. And they're, they're not difficult but on the weekends, Meowth shows up, and then instead, <laughs> of, instead of matching Pokemon, you match coins. So you can walk out of like a Saturday with like two thousand coins, uh, which is enough to buy one of those upgrades if you're stuck on a difficult stage that you can pay for. Mm. So they do a really good job of like if you're patient, you don't have to spend any money because it's like, well, I don't have enough coins, so I can play these older stages and grind some of my Pokemon, and then when Meowth comes, I can play two Meowth stages, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And then when Monday comes, I have enough coins to get past a difficult stage. Hmm. It's if, cool. If you haven't ground, grinded enough in time. The other bit of news is they, they do this competitive thing, so this is the second time they did it. The first time was for the Mega Stone for Lucario, and they did one this past week, which was the Mega Stone for uh, Blastoise. So... The top 20,000 people in the U.S. would get the Megastone, and they show like you on a ranking scale, and then everyone, there's like a leaderboard of what Pokemon people used and what rank they are. Uh, I placed like 6,000 out of 20,000, and now I have a Megastone, so now I can use Mega Blastoise in my puzzles, which cool. is pretty cool. The Blastoise went out, don't know when Mega Blastoise is coming back for our listeners, but I'm assuming that. Mega Venusaur, Mega Charizard will be next in the in the mix for Mega Stones. Because the only way to get those Mega Stones is through this competitive, like, once-a-week thing they kind of do. Right. Huh. So, that's the Pokemon Shuffle news. And uh, that's your Hoopa-filled news segment as well. What we'll do is we'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the Midwest Gaming Classic and uh, the other stuff we have lined up.
And we are back from our break to talk to you about uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, which happened this past weekend. Uh, fifth year we were there. We have uh, our own room. Same room every year. It's the room Moreland 5 in the community hall. First year that Travis wasn't there, though, which was quite sad. I, make it. I don't know how I've made it in the weekend before exams, or I guess the weekend before the weekend before exams. Technically, but I don't know how I've made it in the past, but it certainly wasn't going to happen this time. Well, the the first three years, it was uh, more more towards the the beginning of March. Ah, uh, yeah, that does sound. Yeah, yeah, March. Yeah, and then they've kind of right. pushed it back to now the beginning of April. Yeah, because I know for the longest time it was pretty much almost always the same weekend as PAX East, mm. and. I mean, I, I doubt that like people in between PAX East and Midwest Game Classic had a hard decision. I'd feel like they would <laughs> lean more towards yeah, PAX. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo asked if they could uh, share our space again this year. Uh, they Nintendo hung out with us last year. Was it the same reps as last year? Uh, the, yeah, the same two reps. Uh, Good last, folks. Yeah, they were very cool. Uh, last year, on Saturday, it was the Milwaukee reps. And then on Sunday, the Chicago reps came. But this year, it was uh, it was both the Milwaukee reps, both days. Very all awesome. Milwaukee guys. all the time. <laughs> they uh, they took up some of the room, and they had just tons and tons of giveaways to give out, which was kind of funny because, like, little... No, nah, I wouldn't say little kids, but, you know, your 11 and your 12-year-olds would just kind of just start grabbing at everything because it's like one thing is free, so... Uh, so they take so they take a 2DS. Like it was that must be free too. I don't know why you're Mickey Mouse. <laughs> but uh we had uh we had a pretty similar setup. Last year we had four TVs. This year we only had three TVs. Uh this was uh downsizing. Yeah, we're downsizing. This is the uh also the first year without Aaron, who normally brings uh brings a TV or two and a couple consoles. I lost my Wii Prior to the show, I'm not sure where my Wii went, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you lost your portable system, the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> the Nintendo Wii. I uh, I normally run Poke Park off off the Wii, but uh, I couldn't find my Wii, and I I got Micah. Micah's been on the show. He he lent me his Wii and his his Poke Park, and I am surprised how many people have never heard or seen Poke Park in action. Yeah, yeah. Like the most constant question was like, "What's that game in the middle there on the TV?" And I was like, "Oh, that's that's Pokey Park." And they're like, "Is that for the Wii U?" And I was like, "No, that's like eight years old. It's <laughs> on the Wii." They also made a sequel, <laughs> which is on the <laughs> Wii. And they're like, "Oh, it looks really good." And yeah, po- I think I think Pokey Park really holds up graphically. Mm. And you run around as Pikachu, and you can headbutt headbutt any Pokemon standing there. I mean, what else do you want from a Pokemon game? That's right. Uh, it, it's, it's cool. Pokepark's really cool because you just see, like, a, like a pseudo-widow walking around, just, like, casually strolling in the background. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, man, like, Pokemon in their environment that's not, like, top-down or pixel art is actually, like, really cool to see. And Pokepark does a pretty good job at, like, scaling Pokemon to the proper height. 
So it's it's kind of cool to see like oh this Pokemon like an Electabuzz is way bigger than Pikachu and he's just like walking over there and then like over here is a pseudo widow and then over there is like a Wyomer and it's uh it's it's for what it is it's a pretty decent game. You know what I have to say about that? Um, I what I have to say about that <laughs> is that Pokemon Snap also does a wonderful job. <laughs> you were great job of doing the same thing of, of, of showing Pokemon from a um, first or third person as, as in the case of Poke Park uh, perspective of, of Pokemon for a more immersive experience so I, just, <laughs> that, I, I mostly just wanted to say you were great or, that's what true he, no, you were close that's what he says yeah. wonderful <laughs> you were close um for for our listeners who don't know what uh, Midwest Gaming Classic is, it's uh, it's a show that's it's been going on. It's a good time on. to describe that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of thought of that now a little late. It's a show that's been going on in uh, Brookfield, Wisconsin, uh, very close to Milwaukee, but it's been going on for about seven years. We've been there for the past five years. And it started off as like a giant pinball convention with just like open f- play for pinball machines. And you see like a lot of people selling pinball machines or buying new pinball machines, fixing fixing older ones up or yeah it's still a very large part of the show but it's not certainly not the central and only thing is it right yeah it used to be used to be a larger part i mean not that the pinball section downsized it's just like everything around it right bigger and so there's a huge vendor hall that they moved out to the tent. There's a bunch of like tournaments going. Like there was a Hearthstone tournament this year. There's Call of Duty tournaments, Smash Brothers tournaments. I think there was probably a Towerfall tournament this year. I know there was one last year. There's a lot of arcade machines and and pretty much everything's open play or free. Like every pinball machine is free. Almost I, I can't think of a single arcade machine mm-hmm. that required no, quarters no. for the weekend. And there's there's like side rooms off in the area. Like there's one room dedicated to the Oculus Rift. There was one room that was really cool. Actually, there was they were running the Pac-Man on GameCube, but when you use the Game Boy Advances for the Ghost, oh, and that and they had the they had it on a projector so could, so people could watch. And it was just like really cool to see like four people trying to control ghosts and one person controlling Pac-Man, and that you could like sit down and watch that. That was really cool. Hmm. But we uh, we also had so we had Poke Park, we had Pokemon Snap, and we every year we set up Pokemon Snap as fresh new copy, and they were able to beat it in six hours and. <laughs> capture every single po- or snap every single pokemon a whole bunch of different people just were able to complete it uh, it's so cool it's always one of the most fascinating parts about that is seeing and and the people don't know except for the last person and right. even the last person probably doesn't even realize that all of the progress that was made up to that point was by other people at the convention and so there's this whole group of people that completed a game to each other that will never speak again. <laughs> and probably never spoke during the entirety of the convention. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. And then our, our last TV at Pokemon Stadium 2, uh, which always it always flipped between if people were battling each other or, the, or playing the minigames, both very <laughs> popular options. And uh, then we had our Pokemon Pinball Machine. Uh, 
for those of you who maybe never saw it in person or never saw it on our website, Aaron and myself and another friend, we built an arcade cabinet or a, another friend who must not be named. <laughs> my friend Alex, uh, we built an arcade cabinet cabinet and then I stuck a GameCube in there with a Game Boy Advance player and we installed like these flipper buttons on the side and made it look like an arcade machine and it runs it runs Pokemon uh Pokemon Pinball. Pinball, the Ruby, Ruby and, and Sapphire, Sapphire version. And uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, and there's like a light built in on top with it says Pokemon Pinball. It's it's a pretty cool machine. So that always gets like a lot of attention because no one's ever seen like a tactile real Pokemon Pinball machine. Right, right. And then Nintendo had uh, Mario Kart running, uh, Mario Kart 8, and they also had the new Super Smash Brothers on Wii U, which very fascinating to see... Like kids who have d- clearly don't own Smash Brothers or probably a Wii U, but like the instant they saw that, that was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of the show. Like, Smash huh. Brothers is here. This is where I want to be. Wow. And yeah, it's, who would have thought? Well, obviously, I, I like, I, I shouldn't have been surprised. But I was of how many people were playing Smash and how many people were watching people play Smash. There's a, it, it's a it's an engrossing video game because <laughs> you not only is it because it's four player, there's always the chance that someone's going to leave and you can snatch the controller and, and start playing. But also it's somewhat entertaining to watch. So you are almost never discouraged from waiting for your turn because at least there's something entertaining for you to watch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like that game is designed for like a projector. Yeah. Because it, cause it was on a, like a, it was on like a 28 inch TV and you know, the, the more people that stood like the farther back you are. And at that point you really can't see, but yeah, that game just stops people in their tracks to mm-hmm. watch yeah, that was uh, that was our room. Nothing. How nothing. was the how was the the turnout compared to other years in terms of both the both the, like the convention generally, and then also like how many people came to the room and how many people like came to the room that had heard of the show. Uh, I would say there was probably about six or seven that they came right up to like my booth, uh, which is near the back of the room. And they were like, I listen to the show, I love it, like, thanks for doing it. Um, mm. There were a couple fans that, like, I recognized from last year. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of... there This year, I think, opposed to the other year, there were a lot of more parents that they clearly have heard of what a podcast is, but they asked <laughs> me, like, confirmation. They were like, so you do that podcast? And I was like, yep, they're like, that, that's, the, that's the room, it's us and Nintendo. And they're like, podcast now? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, well, your the, grandparents listen to the radio. It's basically that. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I describe it. I'm like, it's a radio show that's pre-recorded, so you can listen to it at any time. And that usually, like, they get it at that point. Yeah, I think that went over. You know what always goes over well? So we had I I put up a tip jar the very first year and you know it's fine you know somebody buys a shirt they you know put a dollar or two in the tip jar but what really works this is like i'm like 
giving you guys insider tactics if you ever run a booth. Did you do the starters thing again? Yeah. <laughs> so what you do is you get three mason jars and you put the starters. I put and all three the three Dixon jars and you put them in a line. <laughs> I put geography all- <laughs> jokes. Everybody loves that. I put all the starters on, but what you could do is just put out like a Charmander sticker on one, a Squirtle sticker on the other, and a Bulbasaur sticker. And then you say like, tip your favorite starter. And whatever starter has the most tips is like the winner. So people are people always walk by and they're like, oh, I really love Charmander. Here's like 50 cents. And then somebody else walks by and goes, oh, like Squirtle is losing. Like, here's a dollar. <laughs> it's a, like a super solid way to get tips. Even if you don't, even if you're not selling anything Pokemon, just do that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be set for your tips. Otherwise, there was a little bit of drama. And I'll, I'll tell this to you, oh, I'll tell sweet. this to our listeners. There's a, there's a room that's around the corner from ours. And they, they mostly have like, they have like a DDR machine. And then they have like a couple other arcade machines. That's kind of like their jam. But yeah. every Sunday they have a Mario and Luigi birthday bash. I remember and they it's like a little kid's thing mostly, right? Right, right. It's like Sunday at like 2 o'clock, and they charge $5 to get a picture with Mario and Luigi. And they've been I mean, I mean those, those two aren't going to do it for nothing. Those are, those are <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> They're high profile. Mm. So this room charges $5 for pictures with Mario and Luigi. And when I was going to the bathroom, I saw the, the line of people waiting this year for Mar- Mario and Luigi. And it was about probably like maybe 20, 25 people. And mm-hmm. if you like take away parents, it's probably like 14, 15 kids waiting, yeah. waiting for the picture. So if you can do math real quick, that's, you know, like 75, 100 bucks that they're probably making for nothing. They're, these costumes have been here every year. Yeah. So the drama this year is. The uh, Mario and Luigi came into our room on Saturday, and I was like, "This is this is odd. Like, they only show up on Sunday. Like, why would they be walking around? Like, they're trying to make money off their pictures." And then I I realized because I was like, they overheard me saying, "I was like, I bet that suit's really hot." And the Mario just took off his head, and I was like, "Wait a second! Like, these aren't the same costumes as those guys." And the Mario the Mario gives me his head and goes, "Try it on," and so I did. <laughs> So I'm like sitting here with a Mario head on and it, was, it wasn't actually that hot. And he said, no, the heads aren't hot. It's the body suits that are hot. But then he, they were in our room taking pictures with everyone. And I was like, these are definitely not the same guys. And so they're walking around the show. There's Mario and Luigi walking around the show, taking pictures with people. And they come back into the room and I was like, where did you guys get the suits? And they were like, oh, some game store down in Kenosha was closing. And so we just bought them. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so the, the drama, the drama that comes in is Mario and Luigi goes into, I believe it's called the Star City Room, where the birthday bash is. So they go into the room and they're taking pictures with people in the room. And the the Star City people are getting really mad because they're trying to charge five dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they they kicked the Mario and Luigi out of their room and said, "You're not allowed in here anymore. Like, stop taking pictures with our people." Wow. So that was the drama. And then later on in the day, I saw like Luigi playing Call of Duty in the other room. <laughs> 
which is like both hilarious and kind of sad to like <laughs> see Luigi sitting down just playing some Call of Duty. <laughs> like it's a new low in his life. And it's funny because <laughs> even the like the Star City room, like they do not have the license to be like to be charging people to take take pictures with Mario and Luigi. Oh, like, right, right. Nintendo representatives are across the hall, and out of the kindness of their hearts, they're not like threatening to sue them out of the <laughs> building. Yeah, it was some major drama, and uh, a lot of the times people go, "Oh, like Pokemon, Nintendo," and now now more so because Nintendo is in our room. People are like, "Oh, is this where the Mario and Luigi birthday bash is?" And we're like. Nope, you would think that the room that Nintendo is in, that makes sense, but nope. Around the corner, $5. <laughs> but you have to pay me $5 for you, for me to give you those directions. Right. So uh, just, just put, set that in the squirtle jar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that, was, that was the drama that was happening downstairs in the community area. Um, I'm trying to think... There wasn't anything really new this year at the show. They did, um, they did put a so the the tent in the background or in the tent behind the hotel where all yeah. the vendors are. They made it a little bit bigger because at the very end there were air hockey tables. I guess that was a new thing. There was like four air hockey tables, <laughs> and they had a air hockey tournament at one point. Uh, oh. But behind that there was a stage, and they had like. A, they had a couple like live bands going throughout oh. the weekend, which was cool in concept and probably even cooler on paper. The problem, <laughs> the problem was, and he, even cooler in the storyboard, <laughs> even cooler in the in the teaser trailer, and just beyond cool in the full trailer. The problem is, you would you would walk into the vendor hall. And you're just walking around, and then all of a sudden the band starts to play, and it's it's louder. Like, I guess it's not what you're expecting, because when's the last time you're like trying to like haggle for like a Nintendo 64 <laughs> game, and all of a sudden like bad rock and roll music are, is playing? <laughs> some some band that grew up on a little too much My Chemical Romance, <laughs> preventing you from buying your original copy of Chrono Trigger for the Super <laughs> Nintendo. So it's. It's probably like in a band environment, the correct loudness, mm-hmm. but in a shopping environment, it is way too loud. And I'm just thinking, like, if I was selling something and I'm oh. the closest to the band, I would Ooh. be really upset. Yeah. That and I heard that vendors were complaining that they that, like they couldn't even talk to their other vendor because the music was oh. so loud. And that wasn't going, like, the entire time, but I know, like, it was, like, every other hour they had, like, some kind of band performing. Mm. So that was new and, like like I said, uh, probably beautiful in concept, but not so good in execution. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, other than that, uh, I don't think there was anything else too dramatic. I'm just trying to, like, run through everything through my head. Otherwise, it was a very, very same and similar show as the past years, which is, you know, kind of both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was... Uh, that was. I mean, I wasn't there, so it wasn't, it wasn't really <laughs> yeah. the same. Well, the weekend did go by way faster, and I was, I was toying with the idea of whether that was because you weren't there. 
<laughs> Time um, flies when you don't have to listen to my <laughs> jokes. Yeah, but it was a it was a good weekend. I what I wanted to do, and that what I kind of want to plan for next year is last year we had uh, we had like a microphone set up, and we were recording like snippets throughout the day. And I didn't do that this year because I have two microphones able to do that. And one is a friend is borrowing another, the other microphone, my old podcasting mic, uh, missing the screws to get it back into its stand. So I had no way to mount it. But I was going to see, and maybe I'll do this next year, is to like have people who like Pokemon like go up to the microphone and record mm. people and say like, say your name, say maybe your favorite Pokemon and say what you like about Pokemon and then kind of do like a compilation of like... That'd be really cool. Yeah, so that that's what I wanted to do, but not enough time. I was very, very unprepared for MGC this year. But yeah, that was uh, that was Midwest Gaming Classic. If, uh, if you haven't been, uh, I'm pretty confident uh, we'll be invited back next year. I mean, we've only done five years in a row, and uh, not to brag, but... Uh, you know, when, when you're a high celebrity like me and you get Nintendo as your guest, I mean, you're guaranteed in next year. Don't uh, people usually in the in like the survey that they do after, don't a lot of people say that the Pokemon room was the best, or at least haven't they in the past? Yeah, in the past, yeah, there's surveys that go out and, you know, say what you liked and what you didn't like. And the from my understanding, and I only know this because I have a couple couple inside sources, it's how I got the got the room to begin with. They They always come back saying they're very impressed with our room. The, the kind of the goal for next year is to get a bigger room because we've made the room bigger and better every year. And now with Nintendo taking like a third of it, yeah. it's you, you hit a wall of what you can and cannot do in that room. You literally hit a wall. <laughs> you hit a wall and they, they bring in so much. So last year they gave out super Mario 3d world cat ears. Yeah. And like, it was unbelievable how many people came in and they were like, do you have those cat ears from last year? Oh, wow. Like they were like, it, it's cool that you get those kind of like con goers that, you know, saw the phenomenon that was last year and wanted to relive it again. Huh. So what, what did Nintendo give out this year? Uh, they had a lot of, uh, they had like a lot of Mario Kart eight flags Mm. That went around. Um, a lot of Animal Crossing buttons. They had some. They had like a lot of download stuff. Like a lot of. There was like a code for Fantasy Life. There was a code for Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. There oh. was a code for Smash. There was a code for Fossil Fighters. Like a lot of downloadable what stuff. What was the Pokemon code? It was to get that exclusive demo that oh, okay. uh, was emailed out. And then they had some Kirby erasers because of that Kirby canvas curse. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else. They did have a box of cat, cat ears. Huh. Probably about like 200 though. So they went like, they went instantly. Which is also like speaks to how busy the room was of like, this is what we started off with in free stuff. And now it's gone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a super good Super good showing, and uh, because we didn't do anything, we pretty much copied the same format as last year, and so since we didn't do anything new, and we simplified it, the setup and the teardown were uh, the smoothest yet. So. Yeah, I am. So yeah, that was uh, MGC. So what we'll do now is 
we'll take a, one last break, and then we have item of the week and Pokemon of the week, and we'll let Travis do more of the talking for <laughs> our Pokemon of the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be right back. Hello, it's super effective listeners. This is the part of the show where I advertise something, something from Audible. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to you guys, our listeners of It's Super Effective. With your free Audible trial, you could download Super Mario, How Nintendo Conquered America. Jeff Ryan shares the story about how this Japanese company found success in American markets. Lawsuits, Hollywood, die-hard fans, and face-offs with Sony and Microsoft are all part of the drama. It's hard to believe that Nintendo has continually set the standard for video game innovation in America starting in 1981 with a plucky hero who jumped over barrels to save a girl from an ape. To download the Super Mario audiobook or any other audiobook at Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash pkmncast. Again, that's audibletrial.com p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t for your free audiobook. That was super corny. Add over right now. Go to audibletrial.com slash pkmncast. And we are back from our final break, from our break, uh, to talk to you about, uh, let's start with item of the week. For the last couple weeks, we have been doing some plushes, but we got something new for you this week. This week's item of the week is the Luxury Ballpoint Pen with Pikachu Pattern Silver. A high-quality item, Travis. It is uh, certainly an expensive item. (laughs) Um, This might be the most expensive item we've done for Pokemon of the Week. and And I want listeners to remember... That it is just a pen. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So, seven reviews total. uh, Four out of five Pokeballs. $59.95 for this pen. (laughs) Yeah, can we have a a moment to shudder for the entire (laughs) audience to go... (laughs) It's it's steep. Um, Although the case is very cool. (laughs) Yes. So the the body is decorated with a happy Pikachu leaping along the grip. Cap is a sleek, reflective black, and the pen has a fine, weighty feel in the hand. It is made in Taiwan, not China. Brass, 0.31 American pounds. The features. Features Pikachu, the most famous Pokemon of all. I was going to say of them all because that makes more sense, but that's not what they typed. Wait, where is this written? Uh, right next to product details if you click on featured features. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the most famous Pokemon of all. Yeah, that's strange. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, high performance ballpoint pen. Balanced for comfort. Weighty solid brass pen. Luxurious, durable finish. Also, they forgot to put a space between luxurious... <laughs> luxurious, durable finish. There's no space between those two words. I want to meet the person who uploads these products. Uh, so the reason we're reviewing this is because I actually saw one in person. Oh, really? And I felt it. And I, I can confirm that, that it's it balanced for comfort. <laughs> that it has a weighty feel. And the box is very nice, but not... 
Not $60 nice. Yeah. I'm going to be critical. Is it, is it a, would you say it is a high performance ballpoint? <laughs> I would not. And I don't, I know the person who let me use the pen is probably going to listen to this, but I was not satisfied with the writing ability of the pen. <laughs> it is a decent pen, except for its inability to write. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the pen itself was super nice. If it, and the case is nice. But the case right. is not as nice as the pen, and the pen's ink isn't what? As good as the case. <laughs> <laughs> isn't good as the case. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you, know, you know how you like pick up like a pen and it just... The transitive property of pens <laughs> indicates. Like, okay, so if, if I didn't know the price of the pen... And I'm I'm sitting at like an Outback Steakhouse, and um, all right. <laughs> and the waitress comes by with the check, and she leaves a pen. And when you're writing the tip and the total, you think to yourself, "Man, I ordered that third blue onion." <laughs> <laughs> you think to yourself, "Man, this is a nice pen. I'm going to steal it." So, <laughs> so fast forward to. Having the Pikachu pen and not knowing the price, and maybe not even seeing the Pikachu, when you write the tip and the total, you go, this pen's not worth stealing. <laughs> Based on the writing alone, not, not, the, not the weighty, balanced feel. I'm just, ba- I'm just basing that on the ink delivery. So, so you would say that it's... Balanced for comfort. You would say it is a weighty, solid brass pen. Correct. But you would not say that it's a high-performance ballpoint pen. <laughs> yes. I, wouldn't, I would say that it is not high-performance. And I'm guessing that you can confirm that the finish is indeed luxurious, but you, I'm guessing you did not have enough experience to confirm whether or not that luxurious finish is also durable. <laughs> That's true, yes. I would I'm guessing the first claim that it does feature Pikachu, the most famous Pokemon of all, is correct? <laughs> yes. To be fair, I don't know anyone who's buying a $60 pen to write with. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> you're probably... <laughs> why, why, why? Why? I mean, you're, you're buying it for collector's value, clearly. Um, I don't understand collectors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. I mean, I am a collector. Invest in a 401k, or, or better yet, have your 401k uh, invest the amount that your employer is, is going to match, and then also invest, the, invest a significant portion into a Roth IRA, as opposed <laughs> to spending $60 on a luxury ballpoint pen with Pikachu pattern, parentheses, silver, and parentheses. That's true. I, I would like to point out that the on the... You know, has those different product shots that you can hover over to to look at. The pen ultimate and final product shot are nearly identical. The box is just tilted right. slightly yeah. in the first one. There's like not another angle. <laughs> I oh, I will say that you know how the pen has like that clip. Um, yeah, it does have a little like spring in it. So if you mm. wanted. It's designed to prevent the clip from breaking if you're putting it over too thick of like a piece of paper. Oh, okay. 
you can kind of see it in the first product shot where the, yeah, yeah. the end tip is like, you can see those two lines. That's where it like bends back. Mm. I will say that that's nice. There are uh, seven reviews here ranging from five stars to one stars. It's and we're going to read them all. Are we, are we going to read them all? Uh, yeah, I, they're, they're all pretty decent. I mean, this pen is definitely yes. definitely has some controversy to it. As, we're taking turns, right? Because I need to read some of these. Yeah, yeah. As, as any $60 pen would draw up some controversy. Uh, um, so, yeah, well, Travis and I will alternate here. Um, we'll start with the first review. Eight out of eight people found this review helpful. Five, star, five Pokeballs. Reviewer Dora K. from Texas. I ordered this despite the few poor reviews. I have never spent this kind of money on a pen, but my husband does. <laughs> my husband my, goes. My husband does. Does. <laughs> as, opposed to, as, as opposed to his brothers Uno and Trace. <laughs> and you, for, the, for those wondering why we review an item every week, this is why. <laughs> my husband does, and you normally, don't, you normally get what you pay for. I, received, I, I don't think you ever get $60 worth out of a pen. Continue, please. I received the pen in an adorable box. Parentheses. I love the box it comes in. He, he. <laughs> Close parentheses. And the pen itself is beautiful, beautiful and looks and feels quality. The etched Pikachus on the pen look amazing. The Pokeball on the top is beautiful. My husband is not a pokey addict like myself, but even he likes this pen. If this pen comes out in gold, I will be getting it. Uh, Exclamation it. point, period. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, it is a qualified exclamation. <laughs> I mean, we're not, <laughs> we're not going completely, completely off the wall here. <laughs> That's right. My turn, right? Yep, yep. I, I love this one. This is a shorter one, but I think it's I think it's one of my favorites of the ones I've looked over so far. Uh, zero out of seven people found the following review helpful. Uh, this review is entitled "Wanted" by uh, reviewer Ian A from Orlando, Florida. Uh, Ian explains, "I would love to have this pen." <laughs> Sorry, this is four out of five Pokeballs. I would love to have this pen. The pen is a little too much for me to afford. I do hope that the price goes down in the future. <laughs> Thanks for reviewing this product. Uh, <laughs> Genuine thank you, ENA, for reviewing a product you have not even seen. I mean, I feel that the seven people who didn't find this review helpful are probably spot on. Or in a few more, I'll get to read one that that uh, only six out of sixty-two people found <laughs> helpful. So it looks like you're getting all the five-star or four-star ones, and I'm getting all of the negative, or no, not necessarily negative reviews, but uh, reviews people did not find helpful. So so keep on listening to hear that six out of sixty-two review. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> Eight. Out of 19 people found the following review helpful. A solid 45%, I think. <laughs> Maybe this is why we keep getting one stars in iTunes, because we do this <laughs> segment. 
Oh, it's the, it is probably my favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's, it's become a classic. Uh, five out of five Pokeballs. Very collectible by Brendan D. Number one Nintendo fan. Sir Spencerport, New York. All right, here we go. I love this pen. Well, at least I think that I would like it if I were opening it. I'm keeping mine sealed in its box since I collect and that it's the best way to preserve it. That said, the box is very sleek and premium looking and just <laughs> looks like it's holding something important. I can totally see this one going on to be a collector's item since I don't see many people that I don't see many people lining up to buy a $60 pen and even less not even intending on opening it. Very happy with this purchase. I want to run through Brendan D's. Want to like rewind it here, here, real quick? I want to question the assumption that this will be a collector's item because no one wants it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for something to be a collector's item down the line, there needs to be a demand for it. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody is nobody is just lined up to buy some crystal coke right now. That is a thing that no longer exists. No one wanted it then. No one wanted it now. Brendan D, unfortunately, I think you'll find that it is a very similar it will be a very similar situation with this pen. Yeah, yep, yep. I, if I was to judge this review, I would not find it helpful. <laughs> You bring it to 8 out of 20, is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, yeah. We're going to move on to the aforementioned 6 out of 62 people. That's what you've been waiting for. Who found the following review helpful. This review is entitled, and I have not read this. I was just very uh, excited about about the few people that read it. So if it's not as funny as, it, as I'm hyping it up to be, I apologize. This is entitled, wait, what did the warning say? Three exclamation points. <laughs> The reviewer is <laughs> the, the reviewer listed <laughs> listed their name as Shane C and then in parentheses let's take a step back and take a good look. <laughs> this this person's name is Shane C. Let's take a step back and take a good look. Spot on. They quote from the description of the product. This product contains a chemical known to the state of California to cause cancer, birth defects, or other reproductive harm. Not recommended for use by children. So yeah, this instantly turns me down for, for um, using this item. I think I actually have heard about this sort of thing before. I think there's a, um, I think there's like a, like a chemical or, or something that there's like some law where like California for a thing to be sold in California, if it has that chemical, it must have that warning on it. And is yet it, it is no, it like um a dye? I prob I'm guessing. But you it probably but it there's if I remember correctly, and I mean I certainly don't as it was years ago that I read this, but I th I think it there's actually very little evidence to support that claim or maybe it's the other way around and there's a whole bunch and only <laughs> California is on board. But I seem to remember that somewhere hearing about that. I, uh, actually this brings up, I ordered the punch out collector's edition for 
the original Wii, and it came with like a blow up Mr. Hippo boxing bag thing, and it came with like a gold crown. That is King Hippo to you. Oh, sorry, King Hippo. I'm, I'm <laughs> not up on my Punch Out lore. Does he work the same same way in the Wii version as he does in the? Um, original, and by that I mean, does he work as a racist caricature? Um, does he? Um, do you have to punch him in the stomach so that his shorts fall off? Uh, I, I I believe you punch so. him in the mouth and then in the stomach so that his shorts fall off, and he I keeps be- having to yoink him back up. I believe so because a part of the collector's edition were a pair of King Hippo's shorts. Awesome and. On the shorts, there was a huge warning tag that said the same exact thing you just read. This product contains <laughs> a chemical known to the state of California to cause cancer. And I was I like, like the idea that only the state of California knows this. It's like, a chemical I'm, known to the state of California. Probably not going to wear these shorts. <laughs> so, um, Shane C., let's take a step back and take a good look gave this product a one out of five pokeballs just to clarify oh sorry shane c let's take a step back and take a good look moving moving on here one out of one people found the next review helpful four out of five pokeballs titled i can't believe i spent 60 dollars on a pen (laughs) reviewer m griffith in quotes ace trainer missy i wonder what the m stands for Illinois. Uh, this is a, I'm getting all the long reviews here. Yeah, I know. I'm getting uh, getting ripped off. Continue. I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you get the last two. Let okay. me get a swing of soda after this. Um, first, the packaging is in this super tight box that you have to basically ruin the box just to get it out. When you finally get it out of the box, you'll see a nice stripe of what seems to be a stainless steel with Pikachu layered on top. The box is nice, hard, and high-quality plastic that does take some force to open. It opens more like a glasses case, and it's very sturdy. Inside, you're presented with a nice gray velvet interior protecting the pen, and the pen is inside a very loose loophole. Hold. The pen rolls around in that loop rather than the loop holding it in place. The pen itself is actually quite heavy, and has Pikachu's engraved and lifted off the pen. The pen features no pen cap, but when you twist, but you twist the pen to get it out. The pen does write very thin, it is very fluid, and it is dark navy blue color. Overall, I probably wouldn't spend the sixty dollars. If I did, if I probably wouldn't have spent the sixty dollars, if I did get a chance to try it out first. I don't the, know much. Yeah, about the sense is written strange. It's. I probably wouldn't spend the $60 I did, as in I probably wouldn't spend the $60 that I did if I had been given the chance to try it out yeah. first. See, sometimes our listeners think that I don't know how to read, but in reality, sometimes the sentence structure is really bad. Hey, are you throwing shade on Ace Trainer Missy? Uh, no, 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 I'm just saying that a comma would have helped. It's true. Uh, I don't know much about luxury pens, but this seems to be a little inflated for the price to me. 3.5 out of 5. Well, you can't actually give that score. M. Griffith, 8th Trainer Missy. Your scores, uh, are, your scores are conflicting, but you have a pretty good argument in your review. Yeah, yeah, that is 
probably the most helpful review we've read. Um, the the loop thing she's talking about is it's actually two loops that cross over and form a loop in the center, mm. and the pen fits in that center loop. And from my experience, it was a good fit. So I'm not sure what maybe she, maybe this person's was not packaged correctly. Yeah, I mean it, she did apparently break the box. It seems. Uh, it's all you. Two more. Two more. All right. The following. Uh, for the following review, 6 out of 37 people found it helpful. <laughs> can, we, can we take a moment to applaud the Pokemon Center community of really deciding if these reviews are good or not? I would also like to applaud the individuals. This, this second individual tonight who has reviewed a project, but they have not indeed <laughs> This review is three out of five Pokeballs, and it is entitled, Why is this inside? <laughs> uh, the reviewer is, I, I am perplexed by this name. The reviewer's name is JD No Alpha. Yeah, good old JD No Alpha. <laughs> All right, uh... I guess I, I have no joke about this name because I'm so confused about it. I've been checking back to this website on a day-to-day -day basis and found this awesome-looking pen last night. But when I wanted to buy it, out of stock? Did this item just... Did... Did this item just and a few others just come online for one hour and just sell out? I'm guessing it's an added item that will be stocked soon. Hopefully, because I want it. <laughs> Thanks for reviewing it, JD Noelfa. Three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a very good um, ratio on the following review. 11 out of 13 found the following review helpful. This is five out of five Pokeballs. People tend to like the uh, positive reviews. Yeah. This review is entitled, Would Love to Buy More. <laughs> <laughs> Would <laughs> would love to get to get rid of more sixty dollars. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, no one's stopping him. <laughs> <laughs> this reviewer is named Patricio, uh, Pokemon fan for life from Nino, Wisconsin. My neck of the woods. Actually, I don't think that's anywhere close to where I live. From your state, neck of the country. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great. High quality, hmm. not using, I guess that's not an Oxford comma there. So no, nope, they have it right. Okay. And even omitting an Oxford comma is technically also correct. Pretend I didn't say any of this. This is a great high quality pen and the pattern is great. I don't really intend to use it a great deal, <laughs> but it is definitely a cool item for any Pokemon fan to have. I only wished they had more to buy. <laughs> but Pokemon Center, please restock. <laughs> huh. <laughs> please let me buy more. What's interesting is both the last reviews were written on August twelfth. So Oh, so so JD No Alpha <laughs> JD No Alpha got um got beaten out by Patricio. That's true, yeah. Well, cl well clearly Somebody wanted these pens. They ran out of stock, but now they're back. Which is probably not good for our reviewer, um, Brendan D., number one Pokemon fan. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the collector's item fella. Yeah, he he had good <laughs> intentions, but now that it's back in stock, that collector's value isn't probably going to go up anytime oh, soon. Mr. Pokemon's intentions are good. <laughs> oh Lord, please let the value of this pin in pen increase over time so that I might resell it and gain a profit. <laughs> yeah, not going up for him. Well, there you go. There's our uh, Pokemon Center item of the week. I know what you guys are thinking. No Togepi Lover. Maybe next week. I don't think Togepi Lover is is really going for the $60 pens. I think Togepi Lover is above that. Uh, yeah, I think he or she is about the plushes. And, uh, you know, if we did it every week, it might lose its its charm. It's true. I mean, that's why we don't have Travis here every week. Because every time he's on, he's just charming. Oh, thank you. it up. I thought that was going to be an insult. <laughs> Charming um, too, Steve. Charming it up. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to our Pokemon of the week. This week's Pokemon is Walren. Dun dun dun! The suspense. Walren is the. <laughs> but there's there's no suspense because you just revealed all the Pokemon. <laughs> if you went, the Pokemon of the week is dun 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 suspense Walren. Or Walren, whichever the correct pronunciation is, then that would be suspense. Suspense is the withholding of information, right. not something you say after you divulge information. I'm, I might have dropped the ball. <laughs> uh, Walren, the ice break Pokemon. It's just uh, like how you give like <laughs> posthumous spoiler alerts. <laughs> spoiler. Posthumous is the wrong term. Number 365 in the Pokedex. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not called the Walrus Pokemon. The Ice Break Pokemon. What is it called? Ice Ice Break Pokemon. Oh, Ice Break. Ice Break. It is a ice water Pokemon with uh, the abilities Thick Fat or Ice Body. Hidden ability is Oblivious. And uh, Travis will get into what abilities are best here in a a second. Mm -hmm. For those of you unfamiliar with Walren little biology for you. Put a little uh, music up here in the background. Maybe maybe some new music. I'm feeling, feeling ambitious tonight. Walren is a large sea lion-like Pokemon with a layer of blubber under its skin. It is primarily blue with thin white ridges around its neck and lines and on its fan-like tail fin. There are two long ivory tusks in its upper jaw. It's it has a round snout and yellow eyes and large tufts of white fur about its face and neck. Its four short legs have long flippers instead of feet. Walren. Or Walrein. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all in your uh, court, Travis. Uh, all right. How you so use you, this competitively, or just at all on a team? Yeah, Warren is quite well suited um, to be either a defensive or specially defensive um, wall or stall Pokemon, whichever term you like to use. Um, or a mixed wall, although 
generally those don't quite work as well because you don't want something that can kind of take a few hits. You want something that's going to completely shut down um, a good number of your opponent's Pokemon so that you can take that time to uh, set up status effects and things like that. So I'd recommend either focusing on defense or special defense. Um, given um, the fact that you're already going to be... Well, I'll get to that later. I think I think defense is probably the better choice, though, um, for a reason we'll get into later. Um, or just right now, actually. <laughs> Warling has three actually quite good abilities. Um, the first is Oblivious, which used to not be very good at all. It used to just grant immunity to infatuation in um, generations prior to uh, the sixth generation and Captivate as well. Uh, but now it also grants immunity, immunity to Taunt, uh, which is a very good option for a Pokemon like this. That's going to be a sort of a staller, going to be using a lot of status moves. So Oblivious is a very good choice if perhaps this is the only Pokemon on your team that's going to be using a lot of those um, status-y moves. The second ability is Ice Body, which will heal Walrein if it is under the effects of Hail. And for that reason, if you're choosing this ability, it is a good ability, especially for um, a, a Pokemon that's designed as a wall, like we're about to with Walrein. Um, although it's not worth setting up Hail on your team just for Walrein, so that ability would be relegated to just if you're doing a completely uh, Hail-based team. Well, you're probably not running, like, Obama Snow and Walren, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Choice Scarf, Obama Snow can actually be more, like, more offensive. And given that Obama Snow's typing is so, so poor defensively, it's very difficult to run Obama Snow in the way you'd think it was sort of intended, given its stats uh, and how it looks uh, in, in terms of like a defensive Pokemon. So pretty much the only option if you are going to run a Bomb Snow is sort of to run it as a Choice Scarf uh, Blizzard user. But anyway, if you were going to make a Hail Team, then the choice for your ability is pretty easily Ice Body, although Hail Teams are very, very difficult to put up, pull off much more so than Sun or Rain Teams. Third is arguably the best ability and the one I would go with um, in almost all instances. That is Thick Fat, which um, grants um, resistance to fire and ice. Normally, Wall Rain would take neutral damage to fire, but with Thick Fat, that becomes a resistance. Um, and for ice, uh, it would be taking one-eighth damage, which is preposterous and could be quite useful as ice is a very common offensive move, especially if you have something like a, oh, I don't know. Um, there are a lot of Pokemon with four times ice weaknesses, a lot of dragons. Like, if you had a Dragonite and a Walrein on a team, for instance, that would be a very cool combination. Any sort of thing that can bait out an ice-type move, switch into Walrein, and it's essentially a free switch, almost as if you had a, for example, like a four times lightning-weak Pokemon, then you get an easy switch into a ground-type. It's almost as good as that because it's a one-eighth resistance, and that is very little damage. In terms of a moveset, 
substitute is going to be quite good given uh, Walrein's large HP. Five um, five thirty base stats. Yeah, so not not terrible, especially because um, speed is pretty low, which you don't really care about. So um, over like one hundred ten HP, ninety defense, and ninety special defense. That's nothing at which one should scoff. No then, scoffing here. Yeah. Then I would recommend if you're doing a if you're running ice body and you don't have um, something like a bomb of snow that has snow warning, um, you could use you could use hail and gosh whatever that item is that that makes hail last longer. Um, but I would recommend over hail. I would recommend protect uh, if you're using any other ability or if you are running an ice team, uh, just have Pokemon with snow warning. Then I would recommend uh, for the third slot uh, something like Toxic to have a reason to be uh, wasting time with Walrein to have a, something chipping down at their HP um, while you're using Walrein to either pivot or to um, just stall out the end of the game. Um, and for the final move, I think uh, just a good special attack given that Walrein special attack is a respectable 95. I would just go with... Uh, Sheer cold. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I would go um, with. Hmm, I'm torn. I think I'm. I'm gonna commit. Go with Blizzard. I know it has bad accuracy, but it's a good move. Blizzard. It hits both. In doubles, it does. Yeah. It hits both in singles. <laughs> it hits both. If you are lucky enough or RNG enough to get a shiny Walren. It is purple instead of blue. Oh, I love Walrein shiny. Yeah, it's really sweet. What uh, what item would you throw on this guy? Oh, Echo? I forgot about that. Um, if not the hail, and I would recommend not a hail team because those tend to not be very successful. Um, just leftovers, as boring as that is. Uh, real real weak twiv- twivia trivia here. Real real quick twivia. <laughs> Uh, Walren's evolution line are the only Pokemon with the water-ice combination to have ice as its primary. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, and if you didn't, if you couldn't have guessed it, Walren is based on a walrus. <laughs> I love the very, very small trivia section for Walren. One point of trivia, and then under origin, Walren is based on a walrus. Walrein may be a combination of walrus and a misspelling. I don't know if I don't know if you would call it a misspelling when it's in something's name. <laughs> and the misspelling of rain or rain. I'll let listeners at home try to figure out uh, which Two rain is mean. the one with the G and which one is the precipitation. Man, I lost, <laughs> lost my train of thought here. Uh, cool Pokemon. Uh, I was telling Travis prior to the show that uh, I was watching Twitch plays Pokemon, and they do that, like, uh, they do that three versus three Pokemon battle revolution battle. Oh, did they finish their redo, their anniversary yeah. thing? Yeah, they caught, uh, they caught all 151 Pokemon. Oh, wow. I think it took them two months. Hmm. Two months to do, yeah, so now they're doing, um... The battle thing again. Yeah, they're doing the battle thing where you can bet, and then... It's it's super weird, and I I only watched probably for a half hour or so, but uh, after a battle is done, the winners get to pick moves, and it looks like they're playing Pokemon Vietnamese version, 
Oh, the Vietnamese crystal bootleg? Yeah, so the winning team can pick A, B, up, down, left, or right, and then like a roulette goes, and it picks one person's move that they picked, and then the Vietnamese crystal does that one move, and then it goes back to a battle. Wow, so that is very slow going. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure like what their like the end goal for that is, but then sometimes it doesn't go to the Vietnamese battle and it goes to like a triv like a trivia thing, so it'll say it'll read a Pokedex entry and then you have to guess which Pokemon it is. Huh. Which is pretty cool. And then sometimes it go it goes to like a stat screen where it says like um Lil Punny was used f- like forty four percent time out of something. I'm not sure what the percentages were trying to tell, but you could see you could see all the Pokemon. It has to be like some way like Pokemon being used or no, no, I think it's Pokemon win percentage. So mm. it, like Low Pony won 44% of its battles that were randomly picked. But uh, Walrin was, was one of the three and I remembered how cool Walrin was and pretty much I think he was on the blue team at the time and it was obvious that the blue team was going to sweep the red team just based on the three versus three Pokemon yeah. odds. And I can't remember what the other team had, but it was pretty much like they had Fissure and it was like if they hit this Fissure, <laughs> they have the one chance to win yeah. this battle. And and they didn't, they missed, but it was <laughs> it was like the, one of the most exciting five minute battles ever. Fissure. Of all the <laughs> Of all the one-hit KO moves you could and should not use, <laughs> why, why would you use the one that that a large swath of the Pokemon in the game are immune to? Because that's a ground-type move, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Guillotine is the normal one, Sheer Gold is the ice one. Those are the only three, right? There's nothing else? I don't think so. Those are always my favorite moves. Can you do... Lock on and followed by the one yeah. KO move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I thought lock on was like the coolest move when I was like in middle school. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not gonna miss my like fifty percent <laughs> zap cannon. <laughs> or you could just use zap cannon twice, and on average, you'll get the same result. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's our show for you guys today. I think you, I think it was a good one. Uh, I think we'll we, have the listeners be the judge of that. Yeah, and then once those listeners write their reviews, we'll let the iTunes community decide if those reviews were helpful. That's right. Um, we are, uh, we're still trying to get to 500 reviews by the end of the year. Plenty of time. We recently got two one-star reviews in the Sweet. in the last like month here. So either uh, either we're reaching more people, which is probably pretty good, or uh, you guys just don't like us anymore. So um, if you haven't done so already, uh, please leave us a review in iTunes. Even even if you don't use iTunes, uh, we would really appreciate the review uh, and leave leave something funny like. Uh, like a joke that we made in this podcast that I can't think of. Um, but yeah, but leave something funny. Uh, if if you want your question read on air, we're going to do a, 
a question only show upcoming soon. I actually thought that it was probably going to be this show, but uh, who knew that uh, Pokemon news would be breaking this week or this past week, I should say. So um, we're still accepting questions. We're going to do a question question only show coming up. So you can write in your email at uh, sbj at pkmncast.com or uh, just go to pokemonpodcast.com and uh, hit the contact button. And uh, before I forget, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend, I will be at C2E2. I believe it is April 26th, a Sunday, and I will be speaking about Pokemon um, at C2E2 at 1.30 in some sort of conference hall they stick me in. So if you're in the Chicago area and uh, you plan to go to C2E2, you can, uh, you can watch a live show of me talking about Pokemon, and uh, I'll be there. I actually had a fan at uh, Midwest Gaming Classic that said they're going to be at C2E2, and they look forward to the panel, which is pretty cool. Is it, uh, is it too late to buy tickets for that? I might be able to make it. Uh, no, not too late, but uh, I might be able to sneak in under the podcast mm-hmm. crew. Cool. Uh, otherwise, Travis, where can they find you? Twitter.com. Tw- Twitter.com. Twitter, find me at Twitter.com. Twitter.com slash the Travis W. And then the dot coms Flickr. No, I can't do it that way because it's not Tumblr.com slash the. Shoot, that would have been funny. <laughs> so you can go to the Travis W.tumblr.com. Whatever Flickr's URL thing is to get to me, it's the Travis W and then 500px, like 500px.com slash the Travis W. Those last three things are for my photography. The former, which is the, the my Twitter is just me saying nonsense. <laughs> it's all you need in life. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter. It's at Pokemon Podcasts. And uh, you can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PKMNCast. Uh, right now on our Facebook, we're doing a keychain giveaway. Uh, it ends on Wednesday at 8 p.m. So if you haven't done so already or you haven't connected with us on Facebook, uh, all you have to do is like and share the post to be entered into winning three Hoenn keychains. And uh, I think that's it. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, probably somewhere else uh, in the world of podcasting. You can find me at on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. And uh, until next time, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Do 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 do